All right, here we go. We are back. It is the Man Fuse Podcast. Kaylee here, your host, my co-host, as always, Mr. Ben fucking H. What's up? So today on the Man Fuse Podcast, we are going to talk about the story about these indigenous kids that survived a plane crash in the Amazon jungle. And how did they come to survive 40 days? Which brings up a very fascinating question. How long do Ben H. and I think that we could survive if we were dropped into the Amazon jungle? We both are coming off a little cold. Uh, I think I'm halfway through. I don't know what it is, and I never get sick. This thing is spread like crazy. I think it's like COVID-23. Yeah, maybe. I mean, shit. They call everything fucking COVID. I know. It doesn't matter. It's the same shit. I'm going to hit some ivermectin and see if that knocks it out. Is that like Viagra? No, ivermectin is it's a steroid. No, it's like for uh, horse worms and stuff. Oh. But throughout the world, it's a medicine that's used to treat all types of viral infections, which COVID is. And it was proven to not COVID out certainly a lot better than the vaccine did. And I don't think ivermectin's got a death tally either. So, well, you know, it's interesting because uh, when you said, you know, something about horses, I was made me instantly go back to my partying days when I used to do ketamine, yeah. which is a horse tranquilizer, tranquilizer. and yeah. that shit, a bump would knock you in a fucking hole. Really? That's what we'd call it. K-hole. The, the K-hole, because you would do a bump of it, and you would feel like somebody needed to throw you a ladder to climb up really? from the K-hole. Everything was moving in slow motion. That's crazy. Unless you mixed it with ecstasy, and Jeez. then it was a whole nother ride. I'm not encouraging this form of drug use. God. But when I did it, I had a fucking great time yeah i mean i'm sure i never did try that i would not I doubt do i ever again. will no you at this stage at this in the point game, yeah probably not yeah i just brought a topic up to you ben that i apparently you didn't hear of and it's going to lead to a character defining question yes so a small plane crashes okay. yeah in the amazon in the for, rainforest correct four kids survived the three adults, I believe, that were on the plane died. Okay. If you were one of those kids... Yeah. ...that survived... Yeah. How long do you think you, at your current skill level... Yeah. ...could survive in the Amazon with nothing but what little clothes you have on your back? The Amazon's tough, man, because it has a level of creatures. I mean, I've done a lot of research on the Amazon. And like, so one of the guys that goes down there a lot was saying that it's highly unlikely that if you see a dead animal, like an animal killed, that its carcass will be there the next morning. You know what that reminds me of? It's almost like when I lived in East Atlanta and you yes. put something at the front of your house for yes. the trash. Yes. You literally could turn around and it would be gone. Absolutely. And it's not only the things that live on the ground. It's also the birds. It's also the lizards and the, you know, snakes and spiders and poison panthers and alligators. wild cats and alligators. I mean, everything you can imagine. And more is just there. Right. I really want to go to the Amazon. So check this out. So of the kids, the oldest was 13 years old. Okay. The second oldest was nine. There was a four-year-old and an infant. Wow. These kids survived 
for 40 fucking days. 13, 9, 4, and, and an infant. infant. Infant meaning, I guess, less than two? Two? Yeah. Three? I yeah. mean, two? Three? Two is an infant, yeah. Yeah. To me, they would have said he was three. Uh, like and one an and a half or something, you know? The only survivors of this deadly plane crash and these kids, I'm guessing Does the 13-year-old. Yeah. I mean, he was kind of the one that was in charge. You think? Yeah. No, I mean, in reading the story. Is that he, what it said? Mm-hmm. He took charge? He took yeah, the lead? now. I bet the, the nine-year-old's a little beast, too. Oh, no, no. There's no you know? doubt about it. The four-year-old, um, too. I mean, to hold it together. All of them, really. So they disappeared into this rainforest. And I started thinking about that. I'm like, so you're telling me for 40 days, you would think after even a week of walking, yeah. you would hit some form no. of civilization. Not out there, man. No. No, not out Would there. it be like, I mean, even in the Everglades, as big as the Everglades are, yeah, you would think if you walked for a week, well, I mean, I guess it depends on where you are in the Everglades. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Everglades are a good example of a vast area, but the Everglades surrounded by cities. You know, you're in South Florida, ultimately. Right. So I think you're much more likely to find civilization or an airboat coming across the Everglades or something like that. Someone you could flag down. The Amazon is so remote, it's hard for us to even imagine because there are areas of the Amazon that are the size of the southeastern United States that have nothing, no people. I, I mean, guess I'm not looking at a, a, you know, a map right now. So yeah. I'm like, I know the Amazon River's long as fuck. Uh, but I'm just like, I'm trying to wrap my head around how big the Amazon actually is. Yeah, the Amazon's huge, man. Actually, I have something right here. But the skill level of these kids being able to survive and not just themselves. You know, you would think the 13-year-old, okay, fine, if he had a skill level, you know, of... Have you ever seen Naked and Afraid? Yeah. You know how they give people yeah. like a PSI, like a survival rating? Yes. Let's say if the kid had a survival rating of an eight, he right. knew how to live off the land. He knew what to eat. He knew, I guess, how to protect themselves right. to a degree. But the fact that they kept an infant alive, the interest, that's fucking crazy. They had one big benefit with the airplane itself, I think, you know, and I don't know what the crash wreckage looks like, but... It's a, not a big plane. Okay, so there it is. Yeah, I mean, you've got basically like a Cessna... And it's just face down with the front completely broken off. But what I mean is regarding supplies, regarding clothes. I mean, obviously the family was there. They had their bags. They had stuff for the infant. They might have had milk. I mean, I'm just saying they had whatever their parents packed. And that's a huge benefit. And the aspect of shelter that the plane provides is a huge benefit. Because, like, the main thing in the Amazon is going to be shelter. How do you get yourself off the ground while you're sleeping? I mean, that's the big deal. Because anything on the ground can crawl on you. Because, yeah, if you're sleeping on the ground in the Amazon, you ain't going to make it past five days, and that's if you're lucky. So to be in the plane, and I don't know if they slept in the plane, but to be in the plane would be a big move. Well, here's the deal. People have been looking for them right, for 40 days. That's amazing. And so, let's see here. They are children of the jungle, and now they are children of Colombia. Authorities were able to locate the children after hearing the cries of the youngest. Let's see here. They were very weak. We could find them by listening to the cries of the youngest one. They were really tired. They were no longer on the move. 
like in the first few weeks. So they were actually moving. They left the plane. Right. They had search parties. They were like looking for these kids. So the mother of these kids was killed in the crash along with two other adult passengers, including the pilot. Their disappearance into the deep forest galvanized a massive military-led search operation. Over a hundred Colombian special force troops and seven indigenous scouts were combing the area for weeks. And they kept finding like little clues, like a footprint, a dirty Uh, diaper, uh, a bottle. So they did have a few things. Right. Family members said that the oldest child had some experience in the forest, but hopes had waned as the weeks went on. I bet. At some point during their ordeal, they had to defend themselves from a dog. Children discovered an area clear of trees. The place they found them was about three and a half hours from the plane crash. But they said moving around in the Amazon, I mean, I'm sure they could have covered a lot more ground, but is very slow. You're not going to cover a shitload of ground. Yeah, and it's going to be very difficult unless you really know what you're doing to go in a straight line. It's a lot harder in a jungle or in an environment where there's a lot of plants and foliage and stuff a lot harder than you would think to just go in a straight line so you're saying you could end up like walking in a fucking circle oh yeah and they likely did i mean Uh, or or just backtracking or you know ending up at the same place you were a week ago yeah you know i mean maybe not where you started but you know you walk for a week and all of a sudden you see the same area that you saw a week ago Uh. you don't know how you know, so you have to know the celestial bodies. You have to know how to watch the sun. And, um, and, and the way you're moving towards those fixtures, basically. Well, yeah. I mean, the sun is going to rise in the east and set to the west, right? So that's one way to follow a direction, right? If you want to go east, keep on that sunrise. Keep on the sun's path. So given your set of skills, and I believe you probably are, you're more outdoorsy than me. So I'd say if we were in a survival competition, you'd probably win because I think you've had a little bit more experience, you know, being outdoors, maybe camping and stuff like that. Yeah. But would you think that you could survive 40 days? Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. I I watch those like naked and afraid shows. So do I. So do I. And I'm like, dude. You know, the hardest thing is food. You have to keep yourself fed. You have to keep the calories coming. The other thing is water. And you have to purify your water somehow because some of that stream water, you can get a a bad bacteria that'll fuck you up. Well, see, this is the beautiful thing about being in the rainforest is it is there's water all day, every day. It rains constantly. You know what I mean? Like you have plenty of things that you can eat. You need to know about how to identify edible vegetation and, and fruit trees and things of that nature. And then, you know, your ability to kill animals is really paramount. It doesn't sound like they were killing any animals. And you will die without food after about, you know, 30 to 45 days. So I'm assuming that they would not have been out there much longer without the ability to kill unless they had a great source of fruit. Like like if you can find a banana tree, for example. I mean, that's an unbelievable source of food if you're yeah. if you're stuck out in the wild. If you can find like, you know, coconut tree or you can, you know what I mean? Like if you can find some level of fruit tree, that's really the best thing is going to be fruit Doesn't, other than killing And animals. I'm imagining, and it hasn't said yet, and I'm sure we'll get more clarification on this as time goes on, they definitely had to have fire. You would think, again, another benefit, rainforest, warm place, right? Right. How did they survive in the forest through the night? 
That is just unbelievable. Unless they had some kind of a tent. I, I don't know. I don't even think a tent, though. Like, so it's, I mean, it's incredible. I mean, it's definitely a remarkable thing. How do you think we'll see a movie on this? I hope so. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I hope so. Did you ever see the movie that took place at that cave in Thailand with the one that got flooded in the the, yes. the soccer team. They got trapped. The soccer team went I remember there. when it was happening. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah, that shit was crazy. They had to sedate the kids to get them out. I mean, what an unbelievable What a horrifying thing. Heroism for those di- Thank God there's people like those cave divers, man. That's the last place I want to be, you know. Right. Like in an underground cave that underwater you, can't see shit. you know these people that go and they explore these different caves underwater yeah. i mean god bless you all right but, but you ain't never gonna but find what me kind of nightmare to like i mean think about the timing of you going like you know it's all dry and then all of a sudden the floodwaters start and you can't get out That's yeah fucking yeah that'd be that'd be really scary yeah man it'd be crazy well what a great story and this is why you need to know the outdoors you gotta know at a minimum know your stars and know the sun and maybe know a few plants. And some plants. You know, like if you're going to go into an area, you know, I mean, it takes 10 minutes. To research It takes 10 plants. minutes to look at something. Right. You know. Oh, and you can buy books on that shit. You oh, could easily sure. pull up shit. If you like, want to really get serious about it, you can. But yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of things that you can eat. And there's all kinds of different ways to kill animals. But that's really the hardest thing to do is to kill animals. I mean, you know, again, another thing about the rainforest, plenty of beetles, plenty of bugs, worms, stuff like that. That's well, all protein. I mean, if you think about it, it's funny to even watch like Naked and Afraid. Yeah. You know, because... Some of the people that do go on yeah. that show have some sort of skill level. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they have some experience with the outdoors. They normally don't take the city boy no. that doesn't know anything. No, no. These are all, yeah. But yeah. it's funny to see how hard it is for them yeah, it's so hard. to kill. Right. But then when you have like people in these tribes that grew up oh, yeah. hunting, yep. they have no problem killing shit. Nope. But you have to know what you're hunting yeah you have to know i guess their their movements the way they move the way you know it's how you fish for certain fish it's like if you know the way to catch them well then it's easy to kill them that's right but if you don't have any experience in getting like how stealth you have to be oh it's unbelievable man you know i mean bow and arrow is huge even a um, like spear, a spear, like like sharpening a spear. Because in, even in Naked and Afraid, a lot of times one's got a pot and one's got a blade. Yeah. Or one's got something to make fire. Yeah, and you'd be lucky to have that if you were really stuck out in the wilderness. I wanted to say, for a disclaimer, I've never been actually 100% stuck out in the wilderness with no hope of knowing where I am or having any supplies or anything like that. A lot of my friends have. It's part of the training that you go through when you get to higher levels and stuff like, like that. Like, are you talking about in the military and shit? Yeah, yeah. But, like, I've been on crazy land navigation courses and stuff like that, but I've never been in a situation like these kids where it was just completely on that, you. Yeah, that's and I mean, I'm guessing, well, they had infant, they had a diaper, so there was some form of supply. Yes. Uh, to a degree. But if you think about it, man, if you carry a compass and you carry a pocket knife. I do. And you carry a lighter. A compass, a pocket knife, and a lighter gets you so far 
beyond where you are without all three of those things. Oh yeah, you have fire. I mean, dude, you have a you have a tool to sharpen and cut and I mean, or kill or whatever the fuck. Yeah, yeah. We think if you have a pocket knife, you want to sharpen some bigger things. Oh, for this. sure, a- absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, forty days. Think about all the poisonous snakes and a compass. I mean, the amount of poisonous snakes in the Amazon. Yeah. Like, let's do this. If you could have a choice, compass, pocket knife, or Bic lighter. Ooh, why do you gotta hit me with the Bic? God, the Bic doesn't sound like a... See, the Amazon... In the Amazon. Sure. Because I want to feel like the shit in the Amazon is going to always be damp. That's why you want that Bic. Yeah. You're not going to want to have to... You don't want matches. No, you don't want fucking matches. No, of that course. Bic lighter just... It'll get wet, but... Well, what are the, the shit they use that little, like... The flint? Yeah, I mean, like... But flint against that, rock? Or flint against wood. I'll take a Bic lighter over flint against wood all yeah day. yeah oh hell yeah i mean flame fuck. in your pocket oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so but would you choose that over the knife or the what was the other one compass a compass yeah well you one. could use the sun as your compass yeah so yeah. technically you could be without that yeah so the knife or the lighter see i, I feel like fire does help keep things at bay at night yeah to an extent yeah some things don't like fire, right? Yeah, I definitely, mean, like, for good, sure. you're sleeping by it, things will be less likely to attack. Yeah. I don't know, man. Would you go knife or fire? I don't know, man. I'm, I might take the compass, to be honest with you. Really? Yeah. But if it wasn't the compass, I'd go with the lighter. Okay, so let's say, okay, the compass. Let's say you go with the compass, but you know that you are hundreds of miles huh. away from in any direction. Yeah. So, you know, is it north, south, east? I mean, does it matter at that point Well, that you have the compass? Yeah, it does, because, you know, ultimately, if you know which direction you're going, that can do a lot for you. That can do a lot for your mental state. It can do a lot for your survival. It can do a lot for everything. But now you need to figure out how you're going to weaponize yourself to protect yourself. Yeah, you got to weaponize. You also got to get out of there as quickly as possible. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know, man. It'd be a tough choice. I want all three. It would be between the fire and the compass for me. Oh, really? You would leave the blade? Over those two, yeah, all day. Yeah, the fire's probably... I mean, one of the things that they say on, you know, Naked and Afraid or whatever is, like, fire regardless. Besides the water... Well, you need to purify the water sometimes. You need the fire. Well, one of the reasons, or, or let's just say... I mean, I haven't done a lot of research on this, but I do know of many cases where... The reason why people die is because they can't find their way out. And when they actually find them, they see what they did, you know, and they kind of went here and then they zigzagged back over there and then they went. The reason why most people can't get out of situations like that is they can't find their direction. And yes, you can see that the sun rises in the east and sets in the west, but that doesn't necessarily help you directionally. It only allows you to establish a direction like, okay, that's east. So if that's east, then this is north. But once it rises up into the sky, that's about it, man. It's just that initial, there's the sunrise, there's east. You know what I mean? And then there's the sunset, so there's west. But if you're trying to walk all day, there's nothing to keep you on track. Well, because if you're following the sun, then you might be going, you're going in a circle. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You can't follow the sun. Right. You can use it as your direction, initial direction. Just, yeah, first thing in the morning for the first few hours, you know, as it rises... It rises at an hourly rate of the size of your palm. So the sun actually has 24 or 12, let's say, palms. So you can look at the sun. Let's say the sun is getting ready to set. Mm -hmm. 
right? So you see the horizon and you see the sun up above the horizon. You can use the palm of your hand and you put the sun on the top of your palm and then you can step it down one, two, three, three hours until sunset. Gotcha. Same thing with sunrise. You could go from the horizon from up to- From the time to, you can see it. Well, right. Or let's say the sun's up in the sky. You want to know what time it is. If you know where the sunrise, you could take from the horizon and count your palms up to the sun. To give you your time. And that would tell you what time of day it is, basically. Right. But but being in the rainforest- You might not even see, see the sun. Right. You might see you light. You just see light. But yeah, you can't really gauge it. Yeah, you might not see the sun, sun, you know. So another thing is- where where would you least want to be lost and afraid? <laughs> and for me, I would choose the desert would be the least, the least because it's 110 degrees oh. during the day and then it's cold as fuck. At the night. rainforest sounds amazing compared to the desert. I can tell you that you would dehydrate so fast. Oh, so fast. And you have the buzzards oh. flying over oh, the vultures. You don't, you can't last long in the desert. You just can't. The forest has sustainability, has things in it to sustain you. you can, it has things in it to kill you, too. But the environment is sustaining a lot of life. Right. Where the Plant desert, life, animal life, bug life, you know, everything, right. every kind of life is happening in right. the Amazon, you yeah. know. Yeah, absolutely. In the desert, there's very little life. There's not a lot of water. You know, uh, yeah. And there's not a lot of cover. Yeah. And it's cold at night, too. Right. So it is. And there's still shit in the desert that can kill you also. Oh, man. There sure is. Like camel spiders. Oh, fuck. Even though they can't but kill But no, you. but they got fucking sidewinder snakes, like a rattlesnake. They got all kinds oh, of shit, shit. Yeah. I mean, they got lion, depending on where. Yeah, what the desert? buzzards just following you. Vultures. That has to be probably one of the most anxiety-driven things. Like, if you were walking for days. Yeah. And you're sitting there dehydrated, parched as fuck, seeing these vultures waiting for you to die just flying above in a circle would be fucking... Do you know what I'd do with the motherfuckers? What? I'd fake dead until they rolled up on me, and then I'd grab one, wring that motherfucker's neck, and eat him. Yeah. I'd survive off vultures by faking dead. I think they can smell it, though. <laughs> Probably. No, I do really do. I think they can smell it. Yeah. Like, you might be able to. Like, I don't know. I'm sure you're not the first person to ever go, I'm going to fake dead. I'm going to fake dead and get me some buzzard meat. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> yeah, to be a vulture. And, and I mean, so when you were in Iraq, though, you were in the desert in some areas, right? Or is, it's all desert. It's pretty much all desert, man. So, There's just cities. But it's not like the Sahara Desert, though. It's a different kind of desert, isn't it? Like, in a sense? I've never been to the Sahara Desert, but... What's another big desert that's uh, where you walk for days and days? Well, that's how it is in Iraq, man. I is mean, it... there's areas that are more populated, typically along the Tigris and the Euphrates River. Because where there's water, people a population. are population. But where we went from Kuwait to Baghdad was around the southwestern flank, and that's all desert. I'm talking about thousand miles, thousand miles. From I mean, as far as the eye can see, nothing. Oh yeah, just nothing, nothing. Everywhere you look, nothing. Like if you get like you do not want to get stuck out there at all, at all. So there's not a lot of shit to sustain life. There's nothing. It's just sand. Okay, so it's not like the rocky shit that you kind of see like Arizona maybe there are areas like that but there are areas of like rock outcroppings but it's just sand and then maybe there's a rock sticking up oh, okay <laughs> you know what I mean yeah, right but it's just mountains of sand as far as you can see yeah 
I love that area of the earth that's is I don't know if it's the Sahara, but it's in Africa where it's just complete it looks like powdered sand. Yeah, it's, and it's yeah. and where it hits the ocean. Yeah. Where it goes from like and they always show it on movies when they show somebody trying to survive through their their journey through the desert and they finally hit that area where yeah. there's like beautiful ocean like one of the um, oh my god one of the shores in it's Africa gotta be an unbelievable experience I, is that the Sahara yeah the Sahara's in Africa okay. yeah. so so that's probably the one where it's like you know you just the ocean yeah. but how it goes from that transition point it's crazy. Yeah. crazy well closer to the equator are your more desert like places where the climate is right it's also the location of your greatest rainforest you know what I mean so the equator has like the attention of the sun in a way that can either cause an area to be completely desolate <laughs> or overly abundant tropically you know what I'm saying right which right. is crazy because like back in 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 my day Egypt and in Iraq and in all these different places it's said that it certain point in time these areas were actually very tropical and tropical plants grow there i mean palm trees and every tropical plant you can imagine will grow in a desert environment the, the thing about the desert over the rainforest is actually very clean in the desert mm -hmm. if you think about it yeah, yeah yeah you're not gonna get like a big infection in the desert you know what i mean well, you can in the fucking rainforest in the rainforest you likely will you yeah. know what I mean? Because there's so many parasites. And oh, yeah. And maggots. And, you know, just from your feet staying so damp and oh, wet. Yeah. I mean, yeah. our military is yeah. like when they went to Vietnam and shit and they oh, were yeah. walking through all those swamps. Yeah. Like they had to change their socks and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Foot rot. They get foot rot. You imagine? That's horrible, man. That's horrible. I mean, you're, really bad. our bodies are not meant to stay submerged in no. water. No, we're not meant for water. That's a fact. Yeah. Just, Short bursts. Yeah. Very, very seldom. Do we belong in water? Hey, thanks for listening to the Manfuse podcast. If you'd like to weigh in, join the show, hit us up at manfuse.com or by calling 770-744-5227. Get up with us tomorrow.